0: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups, son of a. B- but don't be afraid. <laughs> That's why we give you weekly fantasy update. Woo-hoo! Working
1: All right, welcome back for our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update. That's right. Very good. Pretty good. You're good at impersonating people there. I'm telling you, you have a a, a talent that you need to use. You you do a great camp, Stuart, and I'm talking to our uh, uh, our producer extraordinaire, Sean Angle. That's me. Fantasy Prince. That's him. Uh, So I am Joe Galina at Joe Galina on Twitter. You got my buddy George Kurtz, at George Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. Uh, the, uh, the owner of Casa Kurtz, Kingdom Kurtz. Uh, for a few more hours, you could head out to Suffolk County, New York, take a, a little slide on this. Uh, 20 his, bucks. His, 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, pretty good got stuff. Got plenty of food, too. Yeah, that, that you, you've, been doing, you've been rocking the food the past couple of weeks because you've had these parties,
2: right? That's why you seem well, a little August, happier these days. August is always a hell you... month for us as far as the birthdays, man. Uh,
1: uh-huh. the,
2: I mean, listen, it's mine, my daughters, my nieces, my nephews, and I'm sure I left somebody else out there too, all within literally right. a, uh, from the 16th to the 22nd. So wow. we always go through these. Usually we don't celebrate mine because, I hey, I don't really tell anybody unless people ask, and I don't care. Right, right. Uh, plus the fact that it's all other August birthdays means I don't have to worry about mine. Uh, mm-hmm. So usually it's my daughters and my, my nieces and nephews. So it's busy. I'll let you know. Yeah, listen, just do, do the math there. It's August, <laughs> and then you uh, subtract nine months. Apparently, we were all busy around Thanksgiving, because that seems like right, right, right when this right this after, probably happened.
1: Right after having the turkey and after the football games, we
2: know what you oh, guys are doing. of course it's after the football games. Damn right it's after the <laughs> football. All right? I got, I got more <laughs> important things to do here. <laughs> and nowadays, that's hard, right? Because we got, we got the night game, too.
1: I was going to say, back day, in the day, it really was just the... The twelve thirty and the four thirty, right? The Eastern Times games. Now we got the night game, which I yep. love as well. But uh, yeah, it just makes for a long day. So
2: it so does. There you go, long day. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> but it, we we all enjoy it. What I like about it, you know, generally, I, got, I go to my mom's. You know, by the time the seven thirty thirty, uh, the fourth that the Cowboy game ends, the the second game, I generally can get home in time for the uh, the night game, the evening. Game. I sort of time it so I get the hell out of there. It's like, okay, mom, let's mm-hmm. get dessert on the table here. I gotta go. All right, so we, we try and uh, work that as best What do you spot. like watching eaten... a – go ahead. You haven't eaten what? Uh, I, I, I haven't eaten Thanksgiving dinner at the table in, God, a couple of decades. I'm always watching the game. Really, really? I was just going to ask you, like, what do you like when you're
1: watching a, a, a Cowboys game? Uh, one of my buddies growing up, uh, I used to watch, you know, the uh, Giants games with him, and man, <laughs> he was a big Phil Simms fan and it really he it irked him when you know Phil Simms wasn't given the credit you know for, for everything that he did and he hated Joe Montana cuz you know Joe Montana got so much credit but he threw a lot of according to according to my friend threw a lot of dink passes and whatnot and, uh, and watching him he would just start throwing things around he broke about three or four <laughs> pairs of glasses uh, it, you know in the in the years where we were hanging out watching giant games what do you like when you watch a Cowboys game? Like, how, are you are you a shouter? Do you, do you, do you yell at the TV? I mean, do, does your family have to just stay out of the room? What do you like?
2: Well, my family stays out of the room anyway. Uh, none of them are football fans, so they have no interest. Uh, I was definitely more vocal back in the, uh, you know, years ago. You know, I am not vocal now, uh, so I don't uh, – <laughs> I don't yell as much. So, I mean, there's there are games where you are gonna yell at the TV, you know, catch the damn ball, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, and uh, you know, or you know, Dak, throw the ball away already. Why are you taking that sack? You know, stuff like that. you're gonna get yelled yell at the, at the uh, TV sometimes, but uh, I try and calm it down. I mean, I do once again. I have kids here, thirteen, nine, can't be uh, can't be saying too many four letter words. And yeah, yeah. Not as much as I once did,
1: I'm I'm lucky and unlucky because my wife likes to watch the giant games with me and uh it's very critical of eli and i'm, I'm kind of quiet when i watch the games I it's just me you know like every once in a while you know uh it, it, things get to me but uh she's always criticizing him and obviously i don't like his face either when, when things go wrong but i think it's just him you know the eli face that that's uh, famous and and whatnot and she'll be like tackle him get him and i'm like oh, god I'll, you know maybe i'll go in the basement and watch this thing <laughs> but anyway that's just me. Uh, I was just uh, looking at a uh, a headline from Mike Lupica from the New York Daily News. Wrote an article about uh, comparing. I have to read this article later. Eli Manning to uh, Derek Jeter, Mark Messier, and Ewing. You know, as as like, you know, having that that big aura in, in New York sports. Uh, you know, look, Eli isn't the quarterback that it, that he used to be. And I think I've said this before. Never was like a a great, great quarterback like, you know, like a a Dan Marino type or even an Aaron Rodgers or, you know, a breeze in the prime. But he got the job done, showed up for the big games. You know, the rest is history. So uh, I happen to like Eli just the way he carries himself. You know, when he got benched, you know, he is obviously disappointed, you know, a couple of years ago when they broke the streak and they benched him in favor of uh, Geno Smith. <laughs> uh, but he, he kept his disappointment to himself and let, you know, others in the media and the team show their frustration. So I'm a big Eli fan. And but but. That, that, but I'm a realist, and I know that the end is near. And so, but we'll see. What did you think of? Uh, th- did you catch any of the either highlights or a little bit of the game uh, the other night with the Giants and the the uh, and Daniel Jones? I know that the Bears didn't play their first team at all. But uh, you know, in the short time that he played, I, th- I thought Eli looked good. He had a little time in the pocket. Uh, to, to plant themselves and, and get the balls done. And uh, Dan Jones, Daniel Jones made a couple of mistakes, but rebounded from them, throws a really nice, tight, accurate his spiral. Uh, I think he's going to have a very good career in New York. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. Probably not a great quarterback, but a quarterback that could probably, you know, with the right personnel around him, win a Super Bowl. Okay. Eventually. Um, so what, what's the question here?
2: What's well, like to
1: know? Uh, well, what'd you think so, about the uh, the Giants the, the other night? Uh, Eli and Daniel Jones.
2: No, Jones looks good. Right? he looks mm-hmm. good. Uh, I I understand. Uh, you know, defenses aren't trying really hard, hard right now. Everything's vanilla. But he looks good. He doesn't look overmatched. You right. You know, so uh, that, that's always a good thing, right? You know, I think when it comes to uh, preseason, I get more worried than I do impressed. Because once again, he he looks good. That's great. You know, good to see uh, relax you a little bit. Because, uh, but I, I don't get overhyped about it because, once again, defenses aren't trying to stop you. You know, they, they, they're just doing their own thing, getting their own work in. I get more worried when the guy looks terrible because then you're like, oh, my God, defenses don't care and you can't play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what worries me more. So, with John, like I said, Daniel Jones looks good, certainly the right start here, and we'll see where it is, and we'll see where he ends up. I still think, uh, you know, once again, he needs to take over Eli this year. I think the Giants are going to bomb this year. and You want to get out all the uh, rookie struggles this year yeah, you know, when it came to benching Eli, I uh, I can't remember the coach's name now, but uh, I think he did the right McAdoo. thing. He just McAdoo, McAdoo. He just did it with the wrong player. You don't right. do it for Geno Smith, who's already failed. You right. know uh, that was the problem. Not benching mm-hmm. Eli for who he did it to—that was sort of insulting. You don't do that. Uh, right. Now I'm of the belief that Eli is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. But as you well know, I am very tough grader. I would yes. I would take I would start ripping people out of the Hall of Fame. I'd be breaking busts. Before I put anybody mm-hmm. else in, I think a lot of people need to be removed in football, baseball, hockey, all, all of them. I don't think it's the Hall of Fame anymore. It's the Hall of very good. And I don't think mm-hmm. – when it comes to Eli, I just look at it like this. At any point in his career, would you have taken him top five in the league if you were just picking somebody? No. He's always been a, a good quarterback, an accumulator of stats because of the area he plays in. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, I don't care. You won two Super Bowls. Congratulations. You had two good games. Uh, and over that, not, a couple of great catches, you don't, you don't win those. So uh, that's just the way I am. I know people think, "Oh, you don't like." I have nothing. I have nothing against Eli. I, I like the commercials. Think he's a funny guy. Yeah, the face you're talking about is annoying, and I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think it is him. There's nothing you can do about it, but it doesn't give you the right. confidence. Right. You'd rather be, uh, you know, you know, stone face, fire a
1: leader. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, that's so everybody everybody mm-hmm. wants, but not everybody has that. Uh, it's hard to mm-hmm. complain about Eli as a quarterback. Uh, no, he hasn't been Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, or Elway. You know, nobody is. Those are the, the <laughs> great superstars, but he's been pretty damn good. I mean, I don't think uh, anybody, a fan base is going to complain if Eli was their quarterback for the past 15 years. I mean, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you, not everyone's going to get a great one. I mean, uh, you know, uh, a superstar great one. You know, there's right. nothing wrong with good. I don't think there's anything Even wrong the with Even the durability.
1: Good mm-hmm. You know that he's going to be playing 16 games a year. You know.
2: And that, isn't so. that the most important thing, by the way? You know my little yeah. phrase? The most important ability is availability. And Eli right, right. has been available. You never had to worry about it. He wasn't going to show up. Oh, no, he's crushed. Oh, he's he may not play. No, for the most part, <laughs> he was going to play.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, we're talking about the uh, Hall of Fame. I'm going to switch over to baseball real quick. You saw, uh, I think the Yankees uh, had a little ceremony before their game about uh, uh, w- with Mariano Rivera. Uh, and also, uh, the Texas Rangers inducted, uh, remember, Josh Hamilton into their uh, Team Hall of Fame. Josh Hamilton, remember him? Uh, you know, he he's had uh, battles with demons, uh, you know, the, the, I think the drinking problem. Uh, I don't know if it was also drugs or whatnot. But this guy had some monster years when he was, you know, when he had his head screwed on straight. Uh, you know, I'm looking at his numbers now. 2008, 32 home runs, 130 RBI. Uh, he uh, led the league in hitting. In 2010, with a 359 average, uh, another 32 home runs and 100 RBI in that uh, season. In 2012, 43 home runs, 128 RBI. And uh, who could forget that, uh, the, the, was it the home run derby? I uh, forget exactly what year. But it, was it the year that it was at the old Yankee Stadium, George? Do you remember that? When he just went off? Sure. <laughs> so... Yeah. So I just thought I'd just give uh, Josh Hamilton uh, some props. Why? Why no is thoughts? he in the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame? Because they're not a g- great franchise,
2: and there's not that right. many is, great former is, is, Texas Rangers. Is, isn't that an embarrassment? <laughs> <laughs> I said, isn't that well, an embarrassment that he's in the, uh, uh, your Hall of Fame? It is to me. What, this, you you're going to make this, this guy drink you, again. You. Would you stop and be nice to Josh Hamilton? I don't think he, he needs again. me to drink again. Uh, it's not, You see a lot of teams do this, by the way. They induct people to their hall of whole fame. It's like, what? This guy played with you for three, four years. How is he in your hall of fame? Are you that bad? Literally, are you that bad that this guy has to be in your hall of fame? I understand he had some great years. Uh, I don't think there's any, any doubt yeah. about that. But when, the hall of fame. Hey, he only played eight years. Period. All right, and right. not over what you. Well, yeah. You know, I'm looking at. He played one, two, three, four, six Nine. years with Texas. Yeah. Right. Six and then years with Texas. One of those was right. 89 games. He only right. played more than 150 games twice, yet yeah, he's, he's in your Hall of Fame. This says a lot about you as an organization. That, uh, so give me I, some
1: great – uh, right off the top of your head, give me some some great or very good Texas Rangers that you remember. I know Al Oliver was a, a Texas Ranger, but I don't think he spent the majority of his career there. Think about some, some Texas Sunberg. Rangers that you remember. Jim Sundberg, the catcher, right? Mickey Rivers played for them maybe for a very, very short yeah, time. I think
2: Mickey Rivers is a uh, – Quite good, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> yes, Nolan Ryan. Yes, although he was uh, uh,
1: Toby Hara. <laughs> Toby I'm sure there's some. <laughs> I'm sure there's some really good ones that we're missing. Um, uh, who, who played first base for them? Uh, there's got to be some better uh, Rangers, Texas Rangers that have played for that organization. How about Walker,
2: Texas Ranger? Chuck Norris deserves to be there. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez <clears throat> was he? Um, how, was he uh, like a Gonzalez yeah 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 okay so there were a few you know, but, but the, uh, the point is then hey if you don't have any you don't have any don't force the issue mm-hmm. don't force the issue by uh, plug eh, once again it's another little pet peeve of mine then not the whole. i don't know why yeah. reggie jackson and the yankees uh why he's not retired he only played the yankees for five six years
1: because and he was the I, biggest I mistake that. that george Steinbrenner ever did he, it was not resigning oh. uh reggie jackson According to him. Oh, God.
2: He was old. How many times did he say that? Yeah, but the next year he 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 led the league in home runs. Should we take what Steinbrenner says at his word? (laughs) God.
1: After he left the Yankees for the Angels.
2: I just don't see what, yeah, but he would have caused a small fortune back then to resign. And he was, like I said, he was Mm -hmm. up there in age. I I wouldn't have resigned. And would they sign Winfield uh, a million a year for 10 years, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, back then when that was huge, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays, that's pocket change. Yes, yes. So since we're talking baseball, what about this kid uh,
1: Aristide Aristide Aquino uh, from the Reds? 11 home runs in his first 17 games. 59 at-bats to hit 11 home runs. That's uh, the the fastest in Major League Baseball history. Uh, Reese Hoskins did it with 76 games. Remember Shane Spencer? He did it in 89 games. Gary Sanchez did it in 90 games but uh, i'm looking at this this kid that uh, his minor league numbers in, in nine minor league se- uh, seasons 248 batting average 308 455 triple slash uh, splash triple slash come on joe speak uh, I, I mean obviously we're going to see regression but just how much george
2: oh, that's the that's the question <laughs> right that is the question we well, obviously regression is coming all right this guy's not going to hit 90 home runs uh, but man, no? he's got to do a hell of a start, and teams haven't teams haven't made that adjustment yet, and they will. Mm-hmm. They'll adjust to his swing. They'll adjust to what, what he's doing. Sure, but if we don't know when that's going to be, you know, a team that's seen him the second time, you would think they'll make the adjustment quicker. A team that's seen when the first time, maybe not. Now he is mm-hmm. not. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to poo-poo the kid, but he's not a top-top prospect. So no one saw right. This that's why I said 248 lifetime average. Yeah. Right, then No one saw this. Someone, no one saw this coming from him. And I don't want to say, he's, you know, he's terrible so This was going to go away, but I'm looking at, you know, you look at Baseball America here. You look at Keith Floor. He's not even on Keith Law's top ten in the organization.
1: Is you he know?
2: the next so Kevin Moss? Actually, I, oh God, that's a name uh, from the Yankee past. Don Mattingly gets hurt. Moss looks great. Probably Moss was the definition of yeah. I can hit solo home runs for you, but I can't do anything else. Anybody on base, I'm an out. <laughs> Uh, it was weird. Guys, look like up Moss. 41. M-A-A-S. Uh, you look at that, his debut. He's the only guy you can think of who hit more home runs than he drove in runs. It's weird. Yeah. In
1: 1990, uh, 21 home runs in 79 games. Uh, and then kind of phased out. <laughs> Better 220 the next season. But, uh,
2: Mr. Moss. Uh, Mr. Yes.
1: Kevin Moss. I remember, I was so excited. I, I Ran out and got his, his rookie baseball card. Career numbers, batting average. <laughs> 65 home runs in five seasons.
2: Well, you know, there are a lot of guys like that, right? That uh, for the Yankees, yeah. Shane Spencer, you already mentioned guys that come on big. Then yeah. go away.
1: You make fun of Josh Hamilton, I make fun of Kevin Moss. We'll be back with more
0: Week of Fantasy Update.
1: Back, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Weekend Fantasy Update, Joe Galena, George Kurtz, Fantasy Prince, Sean Engel, bringing us back with a little 80s music, a little sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. This was also, I mentioned uh, this week, uh, Madonna celebrated her birthday, I think she's 102, and um, it was the anniversary of Elvis Presley's death this week, George, August 16th. Uh, this past Friday. Uh, you a,
2: uh Elvis Presley fan, George? I mean, I like some of his music. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, a fan. It's, I don't want to say I'm a fan. I think I have his best <laughs> hit CD. Uh, I do like. Let's say I do like some of his music, but uh, wasn't it, you know, Oh, my God, it's Elvis. No, not that kind of guy. No. Yeah. For a, little a while, I think I was still uh,
1: do you? Yeah, yeah. For a little while, I was a little like, "Oh my God, it's Elvis!" I remember when Elvis died. I was a kid, young, <laughs> and uh, uh, at that point, I, all I had was in terms of my record collection, Elvis-wise. I just had his greatest hits, uh, Elvis's golden hits, or whatnot. That's uh, 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 what I had then, too. Uh, w- yeah, yeah. And then when I when he died, uh, you know, it's funny. I guess like. Maybe a few weeks before he died, just out of nowhere. Remember the Corvettes uh, department store. Uh, it, it, I, Corvettes I, was department where my, store. Yeah, I started with a K. Yeah, it, it was a chain. Uh, maybe it was just in no. the five barrels, but uh, yeah, yeah. that's where I got my one. first GI Joe. Yeah, so uh, I ended up buying uh, his his most recent album called Moody Blue, and the actual disc, the album itself was was blue, which was pretty freaking cool. So it actually had uh, two songs, two real good songs on it, the title track and and Way Down, uh, a couple others or whatnot. But then, like, a couple weeks later, he dies, and all of a sudden, you remember Woolworths, right? The the department store, the chain? Sure, yes. Uh, Woolworths, I remember. Uh, Yeah, so I remember just me and my small group of friends, we started getting into Elvis music, and Woolworths just took every— Elvis album that they had in stock and put it out and they were selling Elvis albums for a dollar 99 now this is you know 40 plus years ago so I mean imagine you know a dollar 99 was still very cheap back then and I ended up getting a lot of his crappy albums you know because like the the years when he did his movies were were very lean years you know like his hits maybe he you know stemmed from the movies, you know, so, but uh, his early stuff uh, from the, the the 50s, you know, the Hound Dog and Jailhouse Rock and all that stuff, Don't Be Cruel, I find you know, really great stuff, uh, obviously a revolutionary artist uh, brought rock and roll to the forefront, so uh, R.I.P. Elvis, actually a couple of years ago went to uh, Nashville and took a ride over to Memphis and, uh, and uh, took a tour of Graceland, interesting, interesting stuff, so. All right, let's get back to some fantasy football talk. Uh, take a look at the uh, Browns and the Colts. Browns beat the Colts 21-18. to 18. Big news this week, obviously, and if you haven't heard this, you're sleeping under a rock, and uh, if you don't know this, uh, you're going to lose your fantasy football team. But Andrew Luck has been hurt. <laughs> you know, He's been dealing with a calf injury uh, since the OTAs. We're talking a few months now. And then uh, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, is always a, a colorful kind of guy when he talks to the media. What did he say, George, that it was a bone issue? And then like a, a day or two later, I think it was the GM who said that it's actually this calf injury kind of caused a high ankle kind of stuff, uh, injury as well.
2: Am I right in this? Listen, does it matter? I mean, uh <laughs> and dealing with luck last time. Are we believing anything that comes out of Indianapolis? I mean, really, are we believing anything they say? I'm not. I think you're not you to be believing anything that Irsay says. I think he's all full of hot air, too. You put him right up there with Jerry Jones and, you know, Schneider and these guys. They're all lying. You know, they're not telling you anything. I I, I don't even know if Ursey knows half the time what he's talking about. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, think I, this know. Guy's, uh, I think this, this exactly. guy keeps... Uh, several liquor businesses in business. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I care what he says there. Uh, luck is a concern. I mean, he's a concern. He's, he's, this is the calf injury from hell. I mean, it's been three months now. He's had three practices. I mean, mm-hmm. wow. And now we've heard them say that what they pretty much want him in. I believe they said by the 26th to really get him. God, that's to be next what uh, next Monday, which makes some sense. Yeah, they have Tuesday to make a race, decision this upcoming
1: season. week. I think, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So then that, mm-hmm. that makes some sense there. Uh, obviously, it's worse than a you know calf strain. Calf strains do not take three months to heal. Uh, there's tear, right? There's a tear. There's a sprain, not a strain, a significant sprain somewhere. It's thing not to have held. But there's also a couple of things that shows you. One, and Andrew Luck is a slow healer. We've mm-hmm. seen this over and over again. And now, uh, you know, he's telling us uh, that what he uh, he want he still has nightmares or uh, concerns about how things. Uh, how things went last time. So he wants to make sure he's 100% healthy before he comes back. That's not good. I mean, is anybody really 100% healthy? I mean, does he really need to be that feeling great before he comes back? I mean, wow, that's not a good thing. What if he gets hurt again? So I have all sorts of concerns right now about Andrew Luck. Enough so that, Joe, that in one quarterback leagues, I'm not taking him. (laughs) Not right now. Talk to me maybe in September when those drafts start. Maybe he's back and I get to see him practice. I feel a little bit better. But in one quarterback leagues, no, thank you. Two quarterback leagues, that's different. You know, you're playing in a super flex, 12 teams, that means 24 quarterbacks are going anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you draft him. He falls down a draft board a little bit. He's no longer top five, but in those leagues, okay. he's probably still top 10 for me, but there's major gamble.
1: Yeah, and... Uh... I think I told you this last week, in the Scotty Fishbowl League, which we started drafting, was it like July 8th or something like that, like first week of July? I ended up taking him with my second pick because it's a, a, a flex league where you can start two quarterbacks. So I took him uh, as my second pick, and then I followed it up with uh, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford and Will Greer. So I think I'm okay for the short term, but obviously hoping that, you know, if I had a guess, now this is just a total guess on my part, I don't think we're going to see uh, a fully healthy Andrew Luck until week four. I mean, he might play before then, but uh, you know, by, by the time he gets into true game shape, it, it might take him a few weeks.
2: You could very well be right. A uh, quarterback can still perform, though, uh, if he's not yeah. 100%. As long as that arm is healthy, and the arm does seem to be healthy there. So you're worried mm-hmm. about him with the care of stepping into his throws and also escaping pressure. That's what we're worried right. about with Andrew Luck there. And uh, we don't know. Could be good. Could, you, you just don't, Nobody knows uh, about what well, that's going to be. Encouraging. Yeah. Encouraging. We saw
1: some video of him uh, this morning yes. from last night where he was warming up before, and he seemed to be moving pretty good, you know, uh, moving those feet, or, or those feet and legs and whatnot. So, eh, you know, maybe <laughs> some encouraging news
2: here. I, I think he plays week one. You know, uh, I, I, I think he's going to play, so I'm not all that worried about that. Uh, I just don't know how how well he's going to play. Like I said, the the movement is right. really what concerns me the most. Can he escape pressure? That's what he's been good at. He escaped, you know, not that he's a running quarterback, although he can run, but he escapes pressure and extends the play. You know, sort of right. like what Aaron Rodgers does. Extends the play, and then can hit a bigger play there. So that's my most, uh, what I'm, my biggest concern is there. And also him getting rehurt and— Want to sit out to be 100% healthy, as he puts it, that's just weird. We all want to be 100% healthy. Nobody in football mm-hmm. is 100% healthy after week one. Hell, after a quarter, right, you're right. not 100% healthy anymore. So that, mm-hmm. concerns, me, uh, that concerns me as well.
1: And uh, I agree with you. He extends the play, and what was beautiful last season was that he finally, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, how he finally had a very good offensive line protecting him so very good stuff there so like i said uh, browns beat the colts 21 to 18 uh worst case scenario what are we thinking about jacoby Brissett? eight for ten last night for 100 yards a touchdown uh two years ago uh, started a bunch of games i thought he was decent obviously he's no andrew luck uh but uh with no Andrew Luck in there, how much of a, a an issue was it for guys like T. Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron, who, who actually caught a touchdown pass from Jacoby Brissett last night? But do you think it uh, it hurts there? You know, how, how far down of a trickle down uh, does this uh, go if you know Brissett has to start? Let's say the first three weeks of the season.
2: Well, I mean, Briss- Brissett is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you got a good backup quarterback, so that that's good. He's not Andrew Luck, of course not. But to answer your question, of course, everyone takes a hit. I mean, like, who's if anyone tells you they don't take it, they're lying. Hilton right now is uh, barely—he's on that tier of wide receiver one, wide receiver two. He's right. I, mm-hmm. I mentioned in my draft, I had a choice of taking him, Cooper, Edelman, or Thielen. It ended up being Hilton and Edelman. were taken, and I still took Thielen ahead of Cooper. Hilton would now move from, let's say, from twelve. Probably to that 17, 18 range. He move down a half a, a, half a ranking from being a top, uh, from a low end wide receiver one, top end wide receiver two. to a mid range wide receiver two. He move down a couple of slots. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You would take other guys ahead of him. I imagine uh, Cooper would definitely go ahead now, assuming he gets healthy too. Uh, Keenan Allen, same thing. Assuming He's got he's the healthy plantar fasciitis he's got a as well. Right. A lot of it. Right. No, Cooper doesn't have plantar fasciitis. Uh, but uh, Allen's hurt. Cooper's banged up. They both expect to play week one. Shouldn't be a problem. Edelman will move ahead of him, assuming he's a PPR league. Thielen moves ahead. Same thing. Maybe moving Robert Woods ahead of him now, too. Cooper Cup. Uh, Diggs. These are all guys in the same category as him. You might want to move them all up if luck status is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Ebron mm-hmm. is probably more interesting because I'm not a big Ebron guy this year anyway. Jack Doyle's back. That's sort of going to eat into yeah. it there. I have Ebron barely as a tight end one. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. uh, uh I am at 11. So he could move down to tight end two, which is fine. couple of slots. Uh, the guys behind him, I mean, they have warts too. Are you going to take, would you still take Hooper above him? Jordan Reed, uh, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph. I could see it. Uh, so I think uh, Ebron takes a hit, but not as big a hit, mainly because he's already down at the, that, that level of tight ends where they're all iffy anyway. And Marlon Mack would get hurt too, by the way, because teams wouldn't respect mm. the passing game as much. They'd load up to stop right. the run here. So he goes from mid-range running back, two probably to a low-range running back, two. Then again, you're still drafting him all at Mac. They're not enough good running backs to go around. But once again, his value, what he would do for you, takes a hit.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ebron going around uh, round eight in the typical 12-team leagues, according to NFFC ADP. And Doyle, I think, is a bargain in the 14th round, I think in, in PPR leagues, if you're looking for like a late round flyer for a, a tight end, provided that he's healthy, because I know he was dealing with some, uh, some some health issues himself, but I think Jack Doyle could be a real big bargain in uh, round 14.
2: I agree with you. I don't think Doyle should be forgotten about. I It's a problem for fantasy because they have two—it looks like they have two good tight ends now. Matthew Stafford, by the way, has to be spitting right now. you got to be freaking kidding me now. This guy can catch— <laughs> Uh, I mean, really, have to be flipping out here. And I doubt the Indianapolis Colts knew what they had, too. But I do think Carl Andrew Luck, when healthy, likes using both tight ends. So I think they both still have mm-hmm. value. So I agree with you. You know, uh, I only have mm-hmm. Doyle a couple of slots right now below Ebron. And you can make, uh, th- mm-hmm. I think at the end of the year, which one has the, assuming they both stay healthy, of course, the uh, the one that has the better fantasy year is the one that catches the more, more touchdowns. I think catches will be about even. But which, uh, if mm-hmm. Ebron's still that red zone guy, what are you? Was it thirty percent of his touch of his touch of his catches last year? went for touchdowns. If he still has that kind of number, well, he's gonna be a monster. But I think Doyle being mm-hmm. healthy and back this season eats into that a bit.
1: Yeah, and he has that that history with Luck too, that Luck uh, you know Luck, uh, likes throwing the ball to him. So uh, take it turn our attention a little bit to the Browns. Uh you know, uh, OBJ uh, coming up with uh, – initially they called it a hip pointer. Then it's not a hip pointer. And supposedly if it was the regular season, he'd play. But, uh, yeah, look, this guy has missed a lot of games over the past. Obviously one of the most talented wide receivers in football when he's on the field. But uh, uh, red flag a little bit with just another injury?
2: Ah. I mean, I get where you're going. He has been somewhat injury-prone, all right? Uh, the, the, hard to argue that. Missed four games last year, 12 years before. Uh, so I get that. Um, am I going to say that this is a red flag? No, because I think it's uh, spring, uh, spring training. I think it's uh, preseason. Why take a mm-hmm. chance? Or why? If you're Cleveland, why? I mean, this is just how I approach it. I mean, wh- why would I want to take a chance? What? You're banged up? All right, sit out. I don't care what you're doing in August. It means nothing to me. You know, I need you to be healthy in September. So, no, it's mm-hmm. not a red flag. I'm still drafting over Beckham just as high as I normally would. And right now, that's top mm-hmm. five wide receiver. The only receivers I – there's only two receivers that I know I would draft above him, Hopkins and Adams. You know, mm-hmm. Everybody after that, you, I have him right there with Julio Jones, right there with like Michael Mike. Thomas. Uh, that, that's that tier. That's that tier for me. Mm-hmm. You know, those three players. I'd probably – it'd be tough. If I'm in that situation, I'm sure I will be in drafts. You know, Thomas, Jones, Beckham. You know, which where am I going? You know, I, I don't think I, – actually, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. But if you wanted to drop Beckham because he has had injuries, I don't mind that. You know, I don't mind that at all. Safe, you got great players no matter what you do. So I don't mind right, you dropping right. uh, Beckham a little bit because you're worried about his injury history. I'm, I just don't think it's uh, chronic. Well, Oh, my God, he's never going to stay healthy. You know, I don't think it's that. No, I think the injuries have been – Football injuries, unlucky football injuries. When I think of chronic injuries, Joe, I think more of the guys who, oh, he's got another hamstring strain. Are you kidding me? Another groin. guy with soft tissue over and over and over again that they just can't right. you, you know it's coming. You just know it's coming. It's just a matter of when.
1: Right. Uh, we talked about Doyle. We talked about Ebron. And right in between where they're going, or right around where Ebron's going, is David uh, Njoku. What are your expectations for David Njoku there? I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed now, you know, with Landry, OBJ, uh, even for – maybe even Richard Higgins might might uh, get some some love from Baker Mayfield. What are we thinking about uh, Njoku and how he might progress this season? Tight end for the Browns.
2: Well, I'm not worried about Higgins, okay? If, uh, if he comes in this conversation, then we have <laughs> issues here because, I mean, someone went down. Uh, right. <laughs> so I'm not – not worried about that uh, at all. But uh, there are a lot of mouths to feed here. And this is one thing where, uh, you know, the head coach gets his uh He's got to figure this out and keep everybody happy. We know Mayfield's a personality himself. So he's not right. going to be afraid to tell Beckham or to tell Landry to shut the hell up. You know, and maybe right. say it the wrong way where he, he takes off some people here. Theoretically, this offense should be rolling, right? They have all the pieces in place. You got Beckham, you got Landry. You, uh, you got the running game. In uh, Chubb, You got to go a good tight end in the Joku. Offensive lines might still be a work in progress, but still, it's not terrible. It's not Arizona. So, I mean, but what happens when, you know, Landry's not getting the ball or Beckham's not getting the ball? You know, how do they work? Oh, it's a run heavy game plan that day, but it, they still lost because it didn't work out. That sort of thing. How are these players going to handle it? Now, I'm curious. I am very curious about it. This team that hasn't had expectations in forever. Now, this season, some people have going go to the Super Bowl. I mean, think about that. Mm. It's yeah. going, you're going from uh, one end of the spectrum to the other real quick.
1: Right, right. Great analysis from a guy that I'm never going to give him up. It's George Kurtz. You're, you're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update.
0: Guys
1: All right, Herbie Hancock brings us back. Rocket, baby, rocket. Weekend fantasy update. The NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the dailyroader.com DFS lineup optimizer. Or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering. Or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code ACTION. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So we're back uh, here, Joe Galina, along with uh, George Kurtz, Sean Angle, producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Uh, let's turn our attention to a little baseball. We'll get back to, to football in a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Am I back at JFK? Uh, no, no, it's that's just Sean Angle. That's just Sean Angle keeping us flying straight. <laughs> yeah, George, I had to uh, pick up my daughter who uh, was uh, – she did a trip with two of her friends. They went uh, on a cruise. They started out in Venice, then went to uh, Croatia, uh, Greece. Uh, you know, I mean, they're living the life, these kids. You know, your kids are bouncing off of uh, uh, you know slides. God bless them. Uh, but eventually they're going to be uh, taking big vacations and, and uh, doing things that we've never done. I've never been to Europe. I need to go to Europe.
2: I haven't been to Europe either. My, uh, yeah. You want to you know, go? My, I think my oldest niece has. She was in uh, Spain. But I mm-hmm. haven't been to Europe either. Um, I've been uh, yeah. up and down the East Coast. Been to Mexico, yeah, Canada, Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. no Europe for me. So I don't know if I have a big uh, desire to go either. By the way, I, I have a big uh, breaking news. Uh, my niece, Uh-oh. she has awoken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she has awoken. Okay. She just, just popped down <laughs> here. Is. So it's been about... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that, about 17, 18 hours? 17, 18 hours. Yes, you give me the thumbs up here. Uh, yeah. This is, this is, is a nap, refreshed? by the way, that some sometimes, s- sometimes, you know, you get so long, you wake up tired, but she, she's, she's good? Look, looks refreshed. Better be refreshed. 18 right, hours. Good. That's more than I get in like four days. <laughs> right.
1: well, I'm glad everything's okay. Keep us posted. Keep us posted if she goes down <laughs> for a nap.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she yeah. might tire herself out from, you know, walking down the stairs. Yeah. She's a vegan, so i like a, no fun. Is she? Hey, yeah, by, yeah. I, I I think
1: that's she, a very healthy lifestyle.
2: Oh, it is. I wish do it, for I'm a, but I'm a
1: carnivore. Yeah. you same here. I am a carnivore.
2: I love yeah. e- I love eating a burger right in front of her. Just gives me immense joy. <laughs> Chicken. Well, no you go for that go for that impossible
1: burger that uh uh our buddy uh Sean Angle. Sean Angle, you said it actually this is the Whopper, right? But it's a meatless Whopper and uh, I think uh Mr. Angle said it's he liked it. He said it was pretty good. Yeah, I actually tried it it was uh not bad. Uh better than I was expecting. Eat for uh fast food. Would you food order standards. it again? Yeah, I'd order it again. Yeah, would you or- mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot just for the heck of it. But uh hey, you know, convince ourselves that uh, we're eating healthy junk food. Why not? <laughs> I'm a big Burger King guy. When I say big, you know, sometimes I'll will treat myself to. Uh, sometimes you get that urge, right? That that craving for for something unhealthy. And you know, once in a while it's a McDonald's. Once in a while it's Burger King. And once in a great great while, you go for the the belly whoppers, the uh, the White Castle. But uh, oof, that's uh, very rare. White Castle has their own uh, Impossible Burgers as well, too, uh,
2: in case you're curious, yeah. Joe.
1: Do they, yeah? I, I bet you that their regular burgers are also uh, Im- not maybe in- Impossible. Maybe they're imposter Burgers. <laughs> so, I don't know. But they taste so damn good when they're fresh. So that's the, that's the key. Are you a junk food guy there, George? Oh, the fine junk food. Yeah, well, well, Say, do you treat yourself to, let's say, a Burger King or a McDonald's or or a Wendy's or something like that
2: uh, from time to time? I rarely. Rarely do I go to uh, Burger King, McDonald's, or Wendy's. Uh, mm-hmm. It's every now and then, but not. I do like my pizza, so I'll definitely go right. to the local pizza, pizza place. Pizza's place, a healthy but, uh,
1: snack, I think. Uh, yeah,
2: sure. And- <laughs> yeah, pizza's healthy, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like your thinking, though. But that would be a lot. It's not unhealthy.
1: I mean, it's it's baked. It's got uh, you know, tomato sauce, which is a vegetable. It's got your dairy products as part of a
2: <laughs> Come on. What are I'm Irish pizza. every time I tell everybody potato is a vegetable, man. I eat my vegetables mm-hmm. all the time. I love my vegetables. Yeah. It's okay that they're deep fried.
1: Right? <laughs> uh so all right, so Still let's talk vegetable. a little baseball yes. So I was like, I was driving, like I said, uh, on my way to pick up my daughter at the airport, and uh, at the Yankee game, there's a big, another big to do with the, with the umpires, right? And uh, uh, your buddy Brett Gardner likes to bang his bat at the top of the dugout, right? He's like getting thrown out for that. It looks like the the uh, umpires are looking looking for him, right? Uh, they they like, they probably got the word.
2: He bangs his bat on the on that roof again. You throw him the hell out of that game. Well. I mean, uh, it started off yesterday, once again, the, uh, the officials, the uh, the umpire's calls were bad again. I mean, this is going to be a joke. And I, I this is not just the Yankee games, by the way. The home plate umpire sucks. I mean, they, they're just guessing. You know, the, that's, that's all it really comes down to. Uh, you know, so it's annoying. Uh, and it, it's over and over again we see this, where they're just bad, bad, bad. So the Yankees were upset. Uh, the umpire threw out Aaron Boone, and then Garter did his back—I back. mean, listen— According to Gardner and the Yankees, uh, there's no rule against that. And Gardner, who had a meeting, was not told he can't do it. But he was thrown out yesterday right. for doing it. So now they're going to have to find out is it their rule against it. Now, in all honesty, I think the umpire overreacted here. Who cares? You banging against mm-hmm. the dugout? Was it? What's between that and throwing your helmet? All right, in the dugout. Why do you care? Why do you care what's going on in the dugout other than them yelling at you? You know that I get. After you know, after while, well, the badgering has to stop. But what do you care? if They're banging. If he's banging on the dugout or he's banging and throwing his helmet or against the bat rack or slamming his bat, why do you care? Why do you care? Why are you even looking at the dugout? You know, that's not your business. So I think that was wrong. That, uh, that being said, God needs to grow up. All right, this is, this is kind of <laughs> stupid. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's silly. You're, you're throwing a, a child's tantrum. You know, I, I think it is silly. I think it is bad that he does this. But the umpire was certainly overreacted. He came running over to the Yankee dugout. Running yeah, over, yeah, yeah. I saw. Th- I like saw the clip. He was going to save a child morning. choking. Yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a joke. And he, he specifically and he like, told him you why,
1: doing. you know, with the hand motions. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it was yeah. an ump show. I and mean, the umpire wanted yeah. to be part of the game, and he made himself part of the game. It's exactly what it was. Uh, like I said, I, I think the yeah. umpire was wrong here, but Garden needs to grow up. Stop. I mean, just stop with the uh, the bad thing. It's it's not funny, you know. You you've made your point here. Yes, the umpires are are bad, but they're bad for everybody. They really are bad for everybody, you know. Over the long over the long season, they're, it's probably works out pretty even. This has to be in a, in a game by game. Yeah, some games it, it's going against you, some games it's not.
1: Yeah, Yankees uh, beat the Indians yesterday, six to five, eighty three and forty two, best record in baseball. Uh, I saw a stat on MLB. Yankees are twenty two and zero when Adam Ottavino, Tommy Canley. Uh, Zach Britton and and Araldis Chapman all pitch. So I say this to you with the issues of the Yankees, you know, starting rotation, uh, going deep into the playoffs. You know, do you, do you give them a chance? You know, and I know we've spoken about this, and you say that they're built to win uh, for the regular season. And I am concerned about their starting pitching, but do you think that that bullpen is enough to? get them through to at least make a World Series appearance, because I think this is going to be, otherwise this would be like one of the first decades since like the early 1900s where they haven't at least appeared in the World Series, right?
2: Yes, you're right about that. It'll be uh, quite a while since they haven't been, uh, look at this, my oldest daughter is now awoken as well. Uh, It'll be quite a while since they (laughs) haven't everybody's awake it's 11 o'clock get the hell out of bed hmm. uh, <laughs> although in, in, her, in her defense uh, my niece had her bed she slept on the couch so right. good, good for you Dakota good for being a nice uh, a nice hostess a nice so, cousin uh, yeah, yeah it'd be a nice cousin right it'd be, it would mm-hmm. be that long Don't get me wrong, by the way. my my daughter would give up her bed for mine. He needs to sleep over. They they are very, very close. She loves it when she's here. Uh, But anyway, it it would have been about 100 years, I think more, since the Yankees haven't made a World Series in a decade if they don't make it this year. That being said, they're not making it this year. (laughs) They're not. Uh, Things have to go. They can hit. We know they can hit. That's not going to be an issue. Uh, I imagine the relievers will be pretty worn down by then. Although, you know, I read this out today, the Yankees are the only team in baseball where no reliever, this is no reliever, has pitched on three in three straight days. Wow! You know, uh, so they 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 stop at a two, which is good, and I mm-hmm. don't think I certainly see that'll continue because there's no reason to stretch it now when you have a, you know a 10 game lead. Uh, you know, so I think that does continue. Uh, but that being said, they've been used a lot because the starters can't give you any distance. You know that sort of thing. So I think that's concern there. But for the Yankees, they're not going to play in the wild card game, right? Uh, we think they might have the best record, and I think that's very important for the Yankees because if they have the best record in the game, that means they'll play the winner of the wild card, which would be, uh, could be Minnesota, who they've already beaten up that staff. That staff They have no pitching staff either. Could be Oakland, right. same problem. Weak pitching staff as far as the starters are concerned. Tampa Bay, stronger staff, but the Yankees have had no problem with Tampa Bay this year. So I think the Yankees really need that best record. They also want to play at Yankee Stadium where they play Better band of baseball. I think they had to, we'd right. have no problems. But if they don't, let's say they don't win the, uh you know, they, they don't get the best record. Well, now you could end up play- facing Cleveland first round. I mean, that's not going to be a joy at all. I know that you guys, oh, they just took two out of three. Yeah, Cleveland's going to be a different team by the time you get there. And remember the starters that Cleveland's throwing at you in these uh, first three games Plisak, mm-hmm. Plutko, Savali. You're not seeing yeah. any of those guys in the playoffs. Okay, you're going to see Kluber, mm-hmm. you're going to see Clevenger, you're going to see Bieber, and hell, you might see Carrasco might by the time see... that comes around. Yeah. But Although you I might... know they say <laughs> Carrasco's going pitch to pitch out of the bullpen, but I wonder if that changes by the time that comes around. So you're going to face much, much stronger pitching. And the problem for the yeah, Yankees is, uh, yes, Domingo German's pitched pretty well. You know, that's great. I do like Domingo Germont. I think he can do some damage there. Uh, you have no idea what you're gonna get at Tanaka. He's hot right now, but he's been miserable for most of the season. Severino right. is your complete wild card. If he goes back to being Severino, then you have something. Paxton, if he can just get past the first inning, can give you something. But no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to get to match their uh, their staff, and you're certainly not going to be able to match Houston's. So they're not going to the World Series. Just, it's when was the last time you could truly remember? Maybe last year actually, where a team hit its way. The world, you know, to the World Series is out club people, right? You know, the Red Sox sort of did it last year, but they still had Chris Sale, who was dominant. Hanks don't have that right now, they don't have one dominant pitcher to get him through. As if Severino can come back and be that guy, which maybe he can, fresh arm and all, we can revisit this, but until then, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, uh, typically, I find that in the playoffs, dominant pitching, uh, uh, like the ones that you talk about with the the Indians, might be able to put at them, you know, will. You know, stop free swinging, power hitting teams. Now, this, this Yankee team, you know, they got Lemayhew, and uh, you love what Urschel has done. So, they're not totally full of, of f- total free swingers anymore. And I'll tell you, uh, I, 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 was, I think I was talking about this with uh, Cam yesterday. Not really looking forward to having uh, Stanton back. Uh, I almost wish he would just take the rest of the year off because I uh, kind of like the the constitution this of this lineup. Of? Exactly, right? Giancarlo, what was his uh, former name? Uh, John, uh, what Michael. was his first, uh, Mike, Mike, right. <laughs> Mike's there. So, uh, but He's uh, we'll back see. Right uh, and yeah, he should. Uh, but Herman, uh, supposedly the Yankees, uh, uh, did I read this right, George? Where uh, supposedly the innings limit is not
2: going to be a big concern for them? It's going to be a concern. They said it won't, be, it won't stop him from pitching in the playoffs. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I, I, I don't mind that. Once again, I was surprised the other day he went uh, to the seventh inning. There was no reason. For the Yankees were up big. I think it was against Baltimore. Take him mm-hmm. out. Save an inning. i was surprised. Right. The, uh, I, his pitch count was fine. You know, maybe that's what the Yankees mm-hmm. go by. More. You know, some teams, yes, innings are important, but they also go by um, strenuous innings. And Domingo Germano in that game mm-hmm. didn't have any strenuous innings. You know, so maybe right. that's what it goes yeah, by more than pitch, anything
1: pitch.
2: else. Yeah. Uh, it, right. yeah, more than But how innings, those innings are tough? You know, where you really right. had to extend yourself and you know try. Pitch what, counts. You know what, what he's bring, uh, No, pitch counts doesn't tell it all either. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if that was uh, what the Yankees use. I don't know if they use a strict, you know, that forty to sixty innings pitch and that's it. But they can, they can right. you know, Cashman said, he goes, because Jermaine was already on with the, uh, the IL for about three weeks early in the season, that that could be how they control it. And maybe they give him another, mm-hmm. you know, skip <laughs> a couple starts in September. Once once the division is cl- clinched in the home field, forget it. Uh, Lord knows they may not start anybody. But uh, right. they'll, they'll watch Jermaine so much, somewhat, but they're not going to sit him. You know, right. uh, so I, I'm not worried about that. Uh, you know, for the Yankees, man, I don't blame Cash for said this before. I don't blame him for not... not- going out and acquiring a starter at the deadline, he would have had to pay an arm and a leg, and one extra starter wasn't going to make a big one difference. Minute. You still weren't going to match up with Houston or Cleveland. You're going to have to hit. You're going to have to play good baseball. I mean, the Yankees have a shot. I don't think they'll get there because I think mm-hmm. it's just too difficult, but I can see a way where they can if they can just you know, get the home field, play the weak team in the first round, and then you worry about, I assume it'll be Houston, you worry about Houston in the second round. You know, Maybe their mm-hmm. staff won't be able to line up where they uh, can pitch you know, Verlander, Cole, and Cranky. I mean, I I can't see how it doesn't line up. But maybe the way they won't be able to pitch them six out of the seven games. You know, but it's important for the Yankees to play at home.
1: Right. Uh, we'll talk uh, another few minutes of baseball to start the next segment. Maybe uh, a player or two that you can look at off the league waiver wire. Then we'll uh, talk a little Houston Texans, Detroit Lions okay. football. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. Fantasy Sports. Radio Network.